to the show. I appreciate you tuning in. You're listening to Vote Your Conscience with Kevin Stola. Before we get started, I just want to put out there that our Instagram page is at underscore vote underscore your underscore conscience underscore. So you can find us on there. And if you want to have a discussion, you know, leave a comment or direct message me. Um, this, this podcast is also available on all platforms. And uh, I look forward to seeing any comments and discussing anything with any of the listeners. Uh, now that that's out of the way, I'll go over a little bit about what we went uh, what we went over last week, and we went over voting with your dollars. So basically, a bunch of different ways um, to use your purchasing power to try to get more influence into the people's hands rather than the politicians and the big corporations. Um, so we went over a lot of different methods to do so, you know, by trying to keep your dollars more local and out of the hands of the bigger corporations. Uh, so if you're interested in that, go back and check out the last episode, episode nine, Capital Wars, Voting with Dollars. Uh, this episode, I wanted to go over, um, you know, a bunch of third parties. So basically what the third parties' views are. And there's only a few major ones, and even the major ones are pretty small in comparison to the Democratic and Republican parties. But since this uh, podcast is about voting your conscience, I just wanted to get um, the other parties' names out there and a little bit about them so that you guys can see, you know, what the different views are between the Democrats, Republicans, Libertarians, Green Party, and there's a couple other that I chose to go over today. So we'll go over a few of those. And I'm going to be reading some of their uh, stuff off of their websites, just uh, on their platforms, um, what their platforms are, what their views are. And so you can see the differences between them and how the Republican Party and the Democratic Party take, you know, 98 to 99% of the vote in the presidential elections at least, and also even in local elections, they get almost all of them, the Republicans and the Democrats. They win almost every election on local elections as well. So today I just wanted to go over um, a bunch of the different third parties and, you know, we'll get started with that then. Uh, First, we'll go over just the Republican and Democratic parties. And I wanted to go over party affiliation. So uh, this link will also be in the show notes after, so you can check it out for yourself. But um, on, you know, Gallup polls, um, gallup.com, they have the party affiliation polls, the latest polls. And in um, January of this year, the last poll, Republicans independents and Democrats were polled. So they had a poll to see what percentage of Americans were um, identified as either Republican, independent, or a Democrat. And they found that 27% of people responded as Republicans, 40% as independents, and 30% as Democrats. So, you know, and this has been consistent. They go um, all the way back to 2004 here, but Um, you know, even this, this changes from month to month even, but it's consistent that more people today identify as independents than 
even a Republican or a Democrat. And, you know, that just blows my mind because obviously the Republicans and the Democrats get, like I said, 98 to 99% of all votes. And I understand that a lot of independents are, they're voting for Republicans and Democrats because they think they'll win. So they're picking, you know, one or the other. But a lot of people don't even know about the other options because, you know, they don't get airtime in the mainstream media. They're not allowed in the presidential debates. Um, They just don't have the funding to really get their message out there. And most people don't believe that they can compete with the Republican or the Democratic Party. So they don't even consider voting for them. And that's one of the major problems is that since the Republican and Democratic Party are so large, these people can't even get a platform to get their message out um, because people just assume they're going to be a Republican or a Democrat. So why consider your other options if we're not going to get them? I believe that's the major reason that we don't get a third party and that there's not even a competitive third party candidate. You know, there hasn't really been in uh about 30 years. And that's, uh, to me, disappointing because people are choosing to create our reality as the two-party system instead of understanding that if we do vote for the other parties, then they will have a chance. Of course, if we don't vote for them, there's no chance. Um, So it's just interesting to me that, you know, Republicans are 27%, independents 40%, and Democrats 30%, at least in this, you know, latest Gallup poll in January of 2023. Um, But still, you know, the two major parties get all of the votes. Um, So first, I'll just go over a little bit about the Republican and the Democratic Party, because, you know, everyone knows them, and most people know basically what they're about. Um, because we hear about them all the time in their messaging, but it's kind of weird in the um, campaign websites that I've been looking at. The Democrat and the Republican Party don't have that straightforward of um, their platform on what their issues are. They do have like a long form of what all their issues are that are like 30 pages long. But some of these other ones, um, like the Libertarian Party and the Green Party, They just have, you know, a list of their issues and what they think about them. Uh, The Democrat and the Republican pages don't really have that. But I will go over uh, what they say that their platform is about. So I'll just start with uh, the Democrats here. So Democrats.org, this is uh, the campaign website for, you know, the Democratic Party in America. So um, they have basically a page where we stand in their party platform. And I'm just going to go over what they claim their goals are. And they go way more in depth on their website, of course, about this. Um, But these are the basic things that they're claiming that they're trying to achieve. So keep in mind that on any of these websites, um, any of their campaign platforms, I mean, they all almost sound good unless you already know your stance on any issue and you're just strongly opposed to, you know, their views and you already know, um, you know, for example, abortion. I mean, if you hear one side or the other and you're on the opposing side, then 
you're going to already have a strong opinion about that. So when you read it, you're going to think that they're trying to achieve something negative. Um, but so I'll just go over. This is what they claim that they're working on right now, the Democrats. So it says protecting Americans and recovering from the COVID-19 pandemic, building a stronger, fairer economy, achieving universal, affordable, quality health care, protecting communities and building trust by reforming our criminal justice system, healing the soul of America, combating the climate crisis and pursuing environmental justice, restoring and strengthening our democracy, creating a 21st century immigration system, providing a world-class education in every zip code and renewing American leadership. Now, these are all links that you can click on and see what their, you know, longer version of what they're actually trying to do for these things. Um, and of course, you know, all of those things sound great no matter who's saying it. Um, they don't have any negative connotations building a stronger, fairer economy. Everyone thinks that that, that would be amazing. Everyone just disagrees on how we get to that point. Um, you know, who there's there's not an American that wants the economy to just collapse unless maybe you're, you know, one of the leaders in the big banks and you've shorted the S&P 500. Um, but the average American isn't looking for the economy to collapse because it impacts all of us negatively. So if you click on any of these links, it just goes to a longer description of um, what they actually want to do and how it's going to you know, achieve the goal that they claim. So I'll click on building a stronger, fairer economy just to get an idea of uh, what their claim is. So, you know, what they claim to want is protecting workers and families and creating millions of jobs across America. Uh, this is right off of their website here. Raising wages, promoting workers' rights, enacting robust work family policies, investing in the engines of job creation. So basically, all of these things require investments from the government. And that's what they keep trying to do. So, you know, that's their platform of how they're going to make a fairer economy, um, you know, a stronger, fairer economy, is that they're going to spend tax dollars to invest into you know, different businesses, different industries, um, try and raise the federal minimum wage. And yeah, this is one of their, you know, major platforms here. And just another one, you know, they want universal, affordable, quality health care. And the reason I'm going over the Democrats, even though most people know what they're about, um, and I'm going to go over the Republicans as well, is because these are the things that they claim that they're trying to do, but I believe that they're not actually trying to do these things. Um, and it just shows in their, you know, in the outcomes that we're achieving. And people can say, well, the Republicans block the Democrats and the Democrats block the Republicans. But the legislation that they always pass bipartisanly is legislation that really benefits the you know business class the not small business class but big business it always benefits big business and it always benefits the ruling class so the politicians and uh, people high up in the government and it's you know 
it's both parties. They're both doing that. So, you know, just that's one of the things that I always try and keep in mind when reading these things. I mean, achieving universal, affordable, quality health care. So the Democrats want to provide this through the government, of course. And the Republicans, they would say that they want to achieve the same thing. Why wouldn't they want people to have quality health care? Of course, the Republicans say that as well. But they just have two, you know, very different ways that they want to do it. So just to give you an idea, you know, of what the Democratic Party, what the Democratic Party's goals are um, a little bit. And I'll go to the Republicans page now, too. So what they claim here. The Republicans don't have as uh, well of a drawn out list here. They do have an entire, like, basically PDF style um, of what they actually want to do. And they have a list of uh, resolutions for 2023, which I will read off after I read their um, platform or what they claim their plat of what they claim their platform is. This is on GOP.com. Um, so basically it starts with a paragraph that's titled who we are. And it says initially united in 1854 by the promise to abolish slavery. The Republican party has always stood for freedom, prosperity, and opportunity today. As those principles come under attack from the far left, we are engaged in a national effort to fight for our proven agenda, take our message to every American, grow the party, promote election integrity, and elect Republicans up and down the ballot. The principles of the Republican Party recognize the God-given liberties while promoting opportunity for every American. Um, so just like I said, I mean, you know, most of these things always, you know, sound good, um, other than maybe that they're you know, getting attacked by the far left. And I, I believe that they're just getting attacked by the left, just like the Democrats are getting attacked by the right. And they just want to use, you know, this uh, inflammatory language, far left, far right, all the time. And then people are just thinking that that's all Democrats and all Republicans when they're talking about that, because that's who they're talking about. They don't want you to only think of a tiny little minority. Everyone knows that they have no power in politics. A tiny group on the far left or the far right don't have any actual power. So they want you to believe that it's, you know, the far left is actually all leftists and the far right is all the people on the right. Um, but so that's just one thing to keep in mind when you're looking at these uh, platforms, not only in the two major parties, but in any party's, um, you know, campaign. Of course, they're going to try to promote themselves as helping Americans. Um, so the next paragraph on here is our platform. This is the Republican um, platform here. So I'll just read that off. It says, Republicans believe in liberty, economic prosperity, preserving American values and traditions, and restoring the American dream for every citizen of this great nation. As a party, we support policies that seek to achieve those goals. Our platform is centered on stimulating economic growth for all Americans, protecting constitutionally guaranteed freedoms, ensuring the integrity of our elections, and maintaining our national security. We are working to preserve America's greatness for our children and grandchildren. 
The Republican Party's Legacy We were originally founded in 1854 for the purpose of ending slavery. Compels us to patriotically defend America's values. As the left attempts to destroy what makes America great, the Republican Party is standing in the breach to defend our nation and way of life. Um, so once again, I mean, you can see on their platform, they, you know, claim to be the party of ending slavery, which I understand that they they were back then. Um, and I don't think that Republicans are just racist and, you know, Democrats are trying to turn everything communist. That's what uh, the mainstream media on both sides seems to want everyone to believe here. Um, most Democrats and Republicans, I think, are, you know, a lot more centered than um, both of those types of views here. And, you know, when they write this stuff on their website, I mean, it's it's just they're they're trying to promote how great they are and why you should be voting for them instead of the other parties. Now, on the our platform part, I mean, a lot of the things that you see here is the same thing that is on the Democratic Party, uh, the Democratic Party's platform on their website as well. Um, over here, it says that Republicans believe in liberty, economic prosperity, and, you know, they want to stimulate economic growth. That's that's a similar thing. And, you know, they want to ensure guaranteed freedoms, integrity of the elections. That's literally that those are the same things the Democrats say, too. They just have a different way of approaching it. Um, so my main point here is that the people of our country mostly want the same things. We're just trying to get there in, um, different pathways. So down below that, they actually have, you know, our rules and resolutions, and there's a lot more stuff going on there, but I'll just go over the resol resolutions of the Republican party for 2023. And they just have it listed out here on their website. So I'll have the links to, um, all these pages on, on the show notes, if you want to check them out yourselves. Um, so here we are, resolutions adopted by the Republican National Committee um, during the 2023 winter meeting. So it's just a bullet point list here. Resolution to hold President Biden accountable for the border crisis. Resolution to officially oppose ranked choice voting across the country. Resolution honoring and celebrating the life and legacy of Congressman Don Young. Resolution to oppose all forms of anti-Semitism, anti-Semitic statements, and any anti-Semitic elements that seek to infiltrate the Republican Party. Resolution in support of the protection of the United States agricultural land and food supply chain. Resolution honoring the life of Dr. Ada Fisher. Resolution affirming the Republican National Committee's commitment to life. Resolution urging the United States to shut down any type of Chinese police state in the United States. Resolution encouraging the ban of TikTok on federal devices and discouraging the use of TikTok on private devices. Um, so those are the resolutions they claim were adopted during the 2023 winter meeting. And um, some of them are just about honoring people from their own you know, party here, which of course any party is going to do that. And then, um, some of the things, you know, are a little bit different than what the democratic party supports, um, you know, opposing ranked choice voting. But I also don't think that the Democrats want that either because they haven't been promoting that. 
um, which is something that I actually think should definitely be looked into more and maybe be implemented in the future. There are some states that have ranked choice voting, and that does seem to be a way that we could, um, the individual voters could have a little bit more power and choice. Um, and that's definitely something we'll cover, you know, in subsequent episodes here. Um, I'll, I'll explain what is really quick, but, you know, if there is three candidates, Biden, Trump, and then Joe Jorgensen, like in the 2020 election, it would just, you would label which ones you want. So, you know, maybe Trump is first and then Joe Jorgensen second and Biden's third. That's not the order that I would put them in. I voted for Joe Jorgensen, but just as an example, you know, Trump would get the most points and then Joe Jorgensen would get more points than Joe Biden, but less points than Trump and Joe Biden would get the least amount of points. So they would add up all the points at the end and then, you know, the person who got the most points would end up getting elected. And in the states, the way that that works is because of the electoral college that any of the states that have the ranked choice voting their electoral college, their votes would go towards those candidates. Um, since most states do have, you know, 100% of the electoral votes go to one candidate, they don't get split up. So that's just the, you know, basic idea of what ranked choice voting is. Um, and that's the Republican platform there. Um, so I'll move on to some of the more unknown you know, parties here, and I'll just go over their platforms really quick. And like I said, all these websites will be in the show notes. Um, so I'll start with the Libertarian Party, and I'll just read you what their, you know, main platform is. So this is what, what you get right on the homepage here. Together, we are the Libertarian Party. The Libertarian Party is your representative in American politics. It is the only political party that represents <clears throat> it is the only political party that respects you as a unique and responsible individual. Our slogan is that we are the party of principle because we stand firmly on our principles. Libertarians strongly oppose any government interference in your personal, family, and business decisions. Essentially, we believe all Americans should be free to live their lives and pursue their interests as they see fit as long as they do no harm as long as they do no harm to another. Um, the libertarians are actually probably what I lean towards the most. I do think that the government needs to have some responsibilities, and I think they're basically there just to support um you know, individuals and what the individuals want the society to turn out as. And so this is, you know, for me, probably, I lean probably the closest to Libertarian, actually. And their website is lp.org. And that'll be out also in the show notes, of course. Um, so that's just an idea of what the Libertarian Party stands for. I mean, in general, they really just oppose any type of, you know, government legislation that will interfere with your life. So, you know, a lot of them, and, and there's a big difference in the Libertarian Party as well, um, when you look into them, you know, some of them aren't for anyone even having a driver's license, and then some of the other ones, you know, are a lot more center-leaning than that, 
And of course, they think you should have a driver's license to be able to drive a vehicle and all sorts of stuff like that. But so there is a vast array of opinions, even in the Libertarian Party. But the main idea is getting government out of our lives. And the only thing for government to do would be, you know, stuff like building roads and doing things that would be different states working together and different communities working together within those states on projects that would affect each of them um, in a larger way. So that's on the libertarian platform here. And I'll just go over, you know, the issues that they have here really quick. Um, on taxes, they say, if Americans want to give money to the government for one reason or another, they should be free to do so. If Americans prefer to spend their money on other things, then they should be free to do that also. So again, that's one of the things where, you know, they want no government control, basically. Taxes is one of the forms of control the government imposes on us. Um, what they say on the economy, libertarians believe that all people have the right to freely offer goods and services on the market and that free market approaches are the most effective at improving people's lives. So once again, that's just, you know, the government leaving us alone. Civil liberties, libertarians believe that the equal rights of all people matter all the time, no exceptions. On crime and justice, Libertarians believe that the existing justice system is seriously flawed. So on that one, they don't have, um, it does go into, you know, learn more about that. But just like in either of the other parties, the Democrats and the Republicans, they, they both also think that the justice system has issues and are trying to, you know, fix that. Um, so that's just on that. And then education. Libertarians advocate for a free market in education in which, in which parents, teachers, and students, not the government, would make their own choices. So basically, you know, therefore, more private schools, free market schools, public education, um, you know, would be lessened or eliminated, depending on which libertarian you speak to. And then even if they did have a public education system, the government wouldn't really decide what, um, you know, they're going to, we're going to be learning in those schools. It would be more on the parents and teachers and students rather than uh, government officials passing down legislation. Um, on foreign policy, libertarians seek a United States at peace with the world. So, you know, to learn more about that, you got to click their learn more button. But since I already know a little bit about them, I know they're really non-interventionist. They don't want us messing around with other countries basically at all unless we're attacked. Um, and most libertarians, I think, would agree with that. And then on healthcare, libertarians believe that healthcare prices would decrease and quality and availability would increase if healthcare was freed from government meddling and control. So they want um, less regulation in the healthcare industry, gun ownership. Libertarians believe that every person has the right to arm themselves in self defense. Um, so, you know, they're for the Second Amendment, they're for people having access to guns. Uh, on the war on drugs, libertarians believe that the war on drugs is ineffective, unfair, and immoral. We advocate ending it. So I also agree with that um, for a lot of different reasons. And then 
on immigration, libertarians believe that if, some, if someone is peaceful, they should be welcome to immigrate to the United States. So, you know, they're pro-immigration, um, more like the Democrats, but probably even more so than most of the actual Democrats that are in party or <clears throat> the Democrats that are in power. And that's just because the reality that I see is the Democrats they block the borders just like the Republicans too. The Republicans might, you know, sound more harsh on it. And the Democrats constantly claim that they are, you know, they want people to be able to freely come in here. And they don't, most of them don't say just open the border and just let anyone in, but they're way more open to letting people in and letting them get citizenship much quicker, which I am for as well. Um, but the libertarians seem like they're even you know, more open to that than the Democrats. And I mean, the actual people who are in the Libertarian Party power structure. So they don't have very much power because they're a tiny party comparatively. Um, but the actual leadership of it, they are much more open to people coming into the country and being able to become citizenships more e or being able to become citizens more easily. Uh, so that's just the basic platform of the libertarians. Like I said, that'll be in the show notes too. So now I'll go over the Green Party as well and what their platform is. Um, and I also agree with a lot of the things that the Green Party are for too. Um, but I definitely still lean more libertarian. But let's just read what they got going on here. So this is what they claim right on their homepage. We are grassroots activists, environmentalists, advocates for social justice, nonviolent re resistors, and regular citizens who've had enough of corporate dominated politics. Government must be part of the solution, but when it's controlled by the 1%, it's part of the problem. The longer we wait for change, the harder it gets. Don't stay home on election day. Vote green. Um, so here's what they claim they have four pillars says everything we do is based on our four pillars, peace, ecology, social justice, and democracy. So under peace, they have our country's long wars and worldwide military presence are immoral and unsustainable. Our military budget must be cut dramatically. Ecology, the human cost of climate change is too high. We need to get off fossil fuels and onto renewable energy. Social justice, Falling wages and rising bills are hitting most of us, and the most vulnerable are hit the hardest. We demand a living wage and a real safety net. On democracy, we demand public financing of elections, open debates, and more representative voting systems. So, I mean, all those things sound really good, of course, um, at least to me. And I agree with, you know, their one under peace here, cutting our military budget. It's uh huge, bloated. We have military all over the entire planet. Um, and a lot of people disagree with me, but I think we could definitely cut our military budget. And then on climate change here, um, I don't exactly think fossil fuels are the main problem in switching to renewable energy for our entire planet. Uh, for me, it's more of plastic and just pollution in general that's already affecting us, uh, rather than trying to stop you know, the temperature of the entire planet from rising, 
it's really easy to pick up a piece of plastic, but I think it's much more difficult to try to figure out how to lower the temperature of the planet and what the actual cost to us will be of trying all of these new things, like switching from fossil fuels to renewable energies. Um, it doesn't just happen overnight, and it disrupts a lot of our industries and people's lives to do so. Um, and social justice, of course, falling wages and rising bills. Um, we all deserve, you know, a living wage, and I agree with that. Um, on democracy, you know, public financing of elections and open debates, that, that sounds great to me, not allowing, you know, huge corporations to basically elect our, you know, uh, candidates for the two major parties, which is what basically happens at this point, because you can't get nominated in one of those positions unless you have a lot of big corporations backing you um, for the most part. So that's the Green Party's basic platform. You know, they got a lot of other stuff on here, obviously. Um, so definitely check that out. I'll, like I said, I'll have a link for that in the show notes too. Um, I'll just go over a couple more parties real quick. We have the Forward Party, and this one was started by Andrew Yang. And here's on their homepage, or actually this is on their platform page. Um, it says, more unites us than divides us. Forward priorities. Americans can fix any problem. That is why Forward is approaching a platform differently. The rigid, top-down, one-size-fits-all platforms of the outdated political parties are drifting toward the fringes, making solutions impossible. We stand for doing, not dividing. That means rejecting the far left and far right and pursuing common ground. Three priorities will unite our broad coalition and serve as the springboard for policymaking by forward party candidates and leaders at all levels. Revitalize a culture that celebrates difference and individual choice, rejects hate, and removes barriers so that each of us can rise to our full potential. Thriving communities. Reinvigorate a fair, flourishing economy and open society where everyone can live a good life and is safe in the places where we learn, work, and live. Vibrant democracy. Reform our republic to give Americans more choices in elections, more confidence in a government that works, and more say in our future. So basically they have, um, you know, voting reform, nonpartisan primaries, independent redistricting commissions. So I agree with a lot of the stuff on, you know, the Forward Party website here. And um, I agree with most of the parties on what they're trying to do and any of the problems that they're trying to fix. The problem I see with the Democrat and the Republican Party is that they've been in power for so long. They've been claiming to solve these problems for us, you know, for 20, 30, 40, 50 years, longer even. And they don't solve them. So. They keep starting wars on everything, wars on drugs, wars on poverty, you know, wars on climate change, and they don't actually fix these issues. And it's because I believe that they, they really can't fix them for us. And that's why, you know, this podcast, I always come back to personal responsibility um, of trying to, you know, work on these things ourselves. And that's why I lean more libertarian because that would land on the people to come up with solutions rather than relying on the government. 
But even on this, you know, forward party, I actually years ago thought about, you know, left and right. And I didn't really understand what it meant that much, but I was saying, why don't we have, you know, a straightforward party? And Andrew Yang came up with this party, I guess. So um, I agree with a lot of the principles here. I know there's some things that I disagree with, um, at least in the same, implementing them in the same way. You know, Andrew Yang has his UBI, Universal Basic Income uh, platform, and I don't really agree that that's possible to do. And I do think there's a way we could implement something similar and have, you know, welfare reform. And that's obviously for another podcast, but uh, that's one of their things that they try and go on as well. So another party we have here uh, is the Reform Party, and they're just on reformparty.org, and you'll see that in the show notes as well. And what they claim their platform to be We are not focused on supporting one ideology over another or certain special interest groups over others. We seek the best solutions for America. This is on their Our Solutions page on their platform. Um, So they have a whole ton of different um, issues here on their platform page, and it says Our Platform, and then there's a whole bunch of different boxes with all the different policies and then a small paragraph about each of them. So I'll just read those off really quick. And this is the Reform Party. So they have election reform. The Reform Party will change the election and lawmaking policies and processes in such a way that it gives the voter direct access to those running for and elected to office. On government and ethics, the Reform Party expects and will demand only the highest ethical practices of our candidates and elected officials. On fiscal responsibility, the Reform Party will enforce fiscal responsibility and hold legislative and executive leaders accountable for it at our national, state, and city levels. On economy and job market, the Reform Party will strengthen and encourage job creation and implement economic policies that hold our citizens' best interests in the highest priority, first and foremost. Energy and environmental practices The Reform Party seeks to find and maintain the balance between the United States' energy needs and independence versus the protection and preservation of our natural environment and public spaces. On tax policy, the Reform Party will create and utilize a fair tax policy for both citizens and industry that will allow the country to grow and and prosper. National Security The Reform Party will build and enforce policies and programs that best guarantee the security of our national borders, the safety of our citizens from foreign and domestic threats, and the security of America's economic interests. Foreign Policy The Reform Party will build policies that respect the sovereignty of all nations, support our allies, and are fiscally responsible. Constitutional Rights and on all of these boxes, there is, uh, you know, click to learn more. So obviously it goes over the policies that they're going to want to actually implement to achieve any of these goals. But these are the claims that they're working on. Um, so constitutional rights. The Reform Party will uphold the principles established within the United States Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and the Declaration of Independence as our guiding principles for the rights of our citizens and for defining the scope of our government. Personal health care. The Reform Party will change health care policy in such a way to make it affordable for Americans by addressing all areas of cost increase rather than a simple focus on insurance costs. Education. 
The Reform Party will ensure equal access to all persons seeking to further their knowledge and will create accountability for individuals and institutions that provide education. On social issues, the Reform Party takes no stance as an organization on social issues such as pro-life, pro-choice, and gay marriage. On legislative processes and lobbying, the Reform Party will create an amendment requiring single-subject bills, bills and addenda considered on the merits within only, and a periodic review of past laws made under the microscope of value to the citizenry and its constitutionality. So, I, I mean, I like most of these things. Of course, they all sound good when, you know, you're vague about doing, you know, making election reform great, government and ethics are going to be practiced properly, fiscal responsibility. I mean, everything sounds good. Um, but this one in particular, single subject bills. I mean, the, the bills that we have these days are completely insane. You know, 500 pages, 1,000 pages, 2,000, 4,000 page bills. Uh, the politicians can't even read them. Their staff must be pouring over these things. They vote on them in five days from the time they're published. Um, so that's completely insane to me. I don't get why they can't separate all of these different um you know, legislations and spending items into um, single bills, and then they can vote on them. So I definitely agree with that one. And looking at past laws, past legislation, I mean, we have, you know, just thousands of laws, we, we can't even keep up with them, we don't know what they are. So being able to reduce the number of laws, you know, that's, that's a big thing, in my opinion. Um, but I'm just trying to give you an idea of what all these different party platforms are. And how you could see, you know, the competing views of these different um, third parties with the Democrats and Republicans, because of course they have some similar things, but then there's, um, you know, outside ideas that a lot of people might agree with, but they'll never go for in the Republican or Democratic Party. So we'll never even get, you know, a discussion about them in the Congress. Um, so the last two that they have here on the Reform Party platform is reduce government overreach in size. The Reform Party will create policies so that more program control and community level work is addressed at the state, county, and city levels in order to reduce and combine federal and state level agencies. Reform justice and penal systems. The Reform Party will enact sweeping changes to policing policies, the national court systems, the penal system, and community-based programs to bring justice back to the law instead of favoring those in positions of power or the criminal element. So. You know, and the Reform Party, it's nice they have all of their, um, you know, issues just listed out here in boxes and you can click on them uh, to learn a lot more about each issue, basically. And so there's, you know, in any party, you're going to find things that you agree with and disagree with. Um, those are all the parties that I'm going to go over today. In the future, you know, maybe we'll we'll look over a few more of them. But these are these are some of the bigger ones, and basically, they all add up to one to two percent of the vote in the national election, and then sometimes they get a little bit more in uh, smaller state elections and local elections. But a lot of times, the Democrats and the Republicans rule those as well. Um, so I just wanted to give you an idea of what these different parties are, and basically, you know. The, the main point, too, is that people need to be more involved in this. Our election system and our politics aren't just going to change uh, 
you know, that's why I'm going over these different parties and different options just to show people that there are a lot of different options rather than just the two parties. Our country is not just going to change, you know, to start bettering the, you know, economy for the average person when the same two parties are in power and they've both been in part power for a hundred years. So um, I just want people to understand, you know, all these issues are super complicated. There's, you know, there's different opinions on every single issue and the Democrat and the Republican party aren't going to equate to, you know, every issue being the one that you believe in. But one of these other parties might have all of the issues in alignment with what you want. So why not vote for a party that is more in alignment with your values? And we'll see where we can actually go from here rather than the Democrats and the Republicans fighting over us, constantly trying to get our votes. And, you know, all these other parties, the Libertarian, Green Party, Reform Party, Forward Party, you know, they're all just left out. And I believe that the Democrats and the Republicans have had their chance to, to prove to us that, you know, they failed. So um, they've been failing for years at giving the American people what they want. And I believe we should be giving um, these other parties a chance. And one of the main things is you can see as I'm reading all this off, you know, this has already taken me, you know, like, 45 minutes here to just go over the basic issues of these different parties. And that's one of the things, you know, if you want a better uh, country, we have to actually work on it. You can't just elect a Democrat or a Republican based on headlines and random people shouting on the news about how bad the other side is or how great they're going to do things for you when it never gets done. We need to actually be involved or it will never change. These people will keep running our lives and that's that's just the way it is until we accept responsibility. You can't delegate your responsibility of your life to these politicians, whether it's any of these parties. I'm not saying that the Green Party or the Libertarian Party is going to save us either. That's my entire point. If we can't even make a decision between, you know, six parties we only have two options, and they apparently completely hate each other, disagree on every issue and how we solve any of these problems. There's no way that we are going to improve the country for the average person, which is what my main goal is. I want the country to be better for the average person. So even if you would disagree with me on the issues, you know, I still care to try to come to a lot of the same outcomes, though. So that's what I want us to do is work together for the outcomes, not just the issues and have one side against the other. I want many sides with many competing ideas trying to implement them and tracking it, seeing what actually happens when we implement these things and then keep continuously be working towards making them better rather than fighting with each other. So that's all I have for today. I hope it gave you a little bit of an understanding about the different parties that we have here and what some of our options are. Um, and I'm hoping that it pushes towards the point that I'm trying to make where all of these parties, they at least claim to be trying to provide, you know, the same outcomes or similar outcomes on most of the issues, you know, claiming that they're going to 
help improve jobs for Americans, help improve the economy, help improve healthcare. I mean, it's it's all just it's different solutions that they're trying to provide. I believe that it's more nefarious than that with the two main parties and maybe even with the other parties, but they've never had a chance. So how are we supposed to know what they're going to do um, exactly? But the two main parties, you know, they have been working together to make the system better for the bankers, the politician class, and the big business class. And they have not been benefiting the workers very much. Um, so I believe it's time to, you know, give another party a chance. And that's one of the same things that I'm always trying to promote in this podcast. So I'll finish up with that just like every time, you know, as you can see all these different issues that every party is trying to solve. Everyone on every side of all of these issues are Americans and they all want similar outcomes, and that is better lives for them, their families, and their communities. And that includes you in a lot of these circumstances, whether or not you agree or disagree with your neighbors. So I just want everyone to keep that in mind when you're having political discussions. You know, they don't have to be so heated. And even if they do get heated, you don't have to lose your friendship over it, you know, based on they have a different opinion on how to solve a problem than you. Most of us want the same thing, and we need to work together to figure these uh, situations out so we can better our country and the world. So I'll just leave you with that. This podcast is about bringing people together so that we can come up with better solutions. And the best way to do that, in my opinion, is for everyone to take responsibility and to always vote your conscience.